and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's trashiest news stories and a look at all the garbage people inside. If you're enjoying this show, you can support us in two ways. Leave us a review or support us financially by clicking the link in the show notes. My name is Erica and I am your host. What's the second way? Leave any a review or financially. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Beefed it again. Week two of beef. That's some two-week-old beef. Hi, I'm Cassandra. I'm trying not to burp on Mike. I am conquering the hiccups as we speak. God, we uh really coming together. Hey, why are you trash this week? Well, Cass, I'm trash because I I had a, a mini celebration on Friday night. And what were you celebrating? I drank two bottles of wine. <gasps> solo? Starting at around four o'clock. Solo. Yes, bitch. Yes. And I was too hungover to record this podcast yesterday and asked if we could record it today instead, which is Sunday. You know, two bottles is usually my precipice of I'm going to be too hungover tomorrow because last time I drank two bottles of wine, maybe like, I want to say like two months ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Just smash two bottles of red, like, you know, kicking it on FaceTime with people, whatever. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, You've got to be fucking kidding me how hungover I am. (laughs) I saved myself because I woke up at 4 a.m. and drank a whole bottle of water. Good. And then reapplied night cream because I couldn't remember if I had put on night cream or not. I also good. And then I woke up hungover but not dead like I would have had I not drank that water at 4 a.m. The dew is good from what I can see from the Zoom call right now. Very dewy. Beautiful. you trying yeah, to do that double night cream helped how yeah. are you trash well i have frequent trader joe's and i uh came across i forgot exactly what it was called because i was looking for it when i went back to trader joe's <laughs> yesterday i was at trader joe's again today i've been to trader joe's a lot lately but i couldn't find it but i think it was called like beef in cruet but this is like it was a beef wellington it was trader joe's answer to a beef wellington Beef Wellington being the signature dish of Sir Gordon Ramsay. Which I've had his Beef Wellington, not to brag. I was on Hell's Kitchen one time. What? As a diner. What? Yes. I got lucky enough and knew somebody that knew somebody that invited me to the show and had (gasps) the Beef Wellington. You're fucking shitting me. We, uh, get rid of all the stories. This is what we have to talk about for the next hour. Because I want, I want that. I love Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I love it. I would find it almost like I think like if Gordon Ramsay ever yelled at me and called me a donut, like I'm pretty sure my pussy would like just like explode. Wop 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 wop. You know, like I don't uh, know why. I just I <laughs> he's so mean and I find him so attractive. I, I'm like I'm so jealous of you right now. Our table, you know how they do the the table side appetizer. Yes, they came over to do that, and they were making scallops, <gasps> I believe. Uh huh. Which are a seafood, a shellfish, yeah. and you're such table, a picky eater. I'm shocked that you did this. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm such a picky little bitch, and I I said yes, please. Mum, 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 mum. I'll eat anything put in front of me for Gordon Ramsay. I really don't like. So- I remember this now because this was in Spain too. You don't like seafood at all. I like shrimp 
and scallops, but I don't care for fish. You watched me eat octopus in a Spanish market, and that was I, enjoyable for both of us. I, I like, made you order. <laughs> it, was so, it was the best octopus I've ever had in my life. Did you know a year ago today we were in Spain, too? Wow. And now, oh. now look at us. Now look at us. Yeah. Our table complained. We, we, we said to the maitre d', like, excuse me, sir. And they came over and we were like, these scallops aren't done, aren't prepared correctly. <laughs> were you just trying to cause drama or were they just not prepared correctly? I think the person was trying to cause drama and get screen time because it wasn't me who called the, the maitre d' over, but they like redid them. So we got two sets of these scallops. Oh, they were fantastic. Both sets were fantastic. They just wanted the drama. God. And I couldn't take a sip of wine without my wine glass being refilled. Why? For like consistency? They just come over and like the, the wait staff was like, oh, you took a sip of wine? Here's a new glass. Like, I don't think it was consistency. Like, they just keep you drunk. Ugh. And they, they paid for the cab ride home and like the cab ride to come pick your car up the next day. No questions asked. Oh, my God. This is my fucking dream. <laughs> it was fantastic. I don't know how to emphasize to you, Erica, or to you, the listeners, that there are tears in my eyes and I am fucking overwhelmed. And that's exactly. I don't need children in my life as much as I need to go to Hell's Kitchen. Well, I'll see if I can get my connection to hook it up. Oh my god, Erica, you have to. I'll send you a, I'll send you the biggest Costco gift basket I can find. Speaking of Hell's Kitchen, let's get into our first story tonight. Okay. For fast forward by the way, I ate that beef wellington from Trader Joe's. It was fucking good. Ooh, I'll have to try it. I can't find it. I I've, I've, I've been looking for it, I can't find it. It must be sold out because everybody found out how good it was. Yeah, no shit. A frozen beef wellington. Anyways, yes. First story. According to delish.com, which by the way, what's so special about this story? It was sent in by one listener, Miss Tina Curry. Tina Curry! Tina Curry, my new Facebook friend. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the Waffle House uh, is releasing its first official beer and it smells just like bacon. If you are a fan of the Waffle House brand, then boy, do I have a real treat for you. After over 60 years in business, the popular chain, which is known for never closing and serving breakfast 24-7, is gearing up to release its first ever beer. I've had Waffle House when I was in Louisiana, and the service is terrible. It's always packed, but Mm -hmm. the food is very good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a greasy spoon that's a chain and it's consistent, and you know exactly what you're going to get, mm-hmm. and everything is cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a little of everything, or at least I do. It's like, damn, like I came to this place in the middle of the night. This is gonna, this is gonna be like a fucking two hour meal, but it is going to be good when it finally gets here. Mm-hmm. They were collaborating with Greensboro Georgia Brewing Company, Onsi Brewing Company, and the new brew is called Bacon and Kegs, and offers up a six point five APV. Yeah, so 6.5 ABV, ABV, that's uh, nothing to, you know, shake a shake a tail feather at. That's uh, pretty decent. So it smells like bacon, but it's a red ale. I'm assuming no one's tasted it yet because there's nothing about how it tastes. And the can is really cute. There's like cartoon renderings of like bacon and beer and the Waffle House. And womp womp if you don't live in Georgia, though, because it's only available at this brewery. I think. 
Ah, so you have to, if you, any of our listeners want to send us out a six pack in Georgia, wow. man, would we appreciate it. That would be insane. I'm not going to lie to you, even though you just said like, yeah, I want to try it, but it does sound disgusting. Oh, for sure. Like there's, I've never, I know that bacon is like a very popular flavor and bacon's good, but never have I ever had bacon entering my nostrils while I'm about to consume a liquid. So, Not even like a, a bacon whiskey, like a bacon flavored whiskey? No, I haven't done it. And how much does it really taste like bacon? Uh, I think it just has the essence of bacon, I would say. I've had essence. bacon flavored whiskey. Essence of bacon. The essence. You know, I uh, just tried whiskey, like, not like in my life, but like <laughs> 2020 was supposed to be the year of whiskey and then 2020 became 2020. And so I didn't get into whiskey like I was hoping to, but I had one mm, like around Halloween and it wasn't bad. I had to water it down a little bit, but it wasn't bad. And I was like, okay, I, I you know, maybe I could get into this, but also I'm uh, kind of an alcoholic as it is, so I don't have to get into it. What fl- uh, what brand did you try? Oh, there's no way I could remember that. It was given to me by, uh, mm. by a special friend. <laughs> okay, so next story. FoxLA.com. Costco. Do you have a Costco membership? I don't at the moment. I've let okay. it lapse. I have one. They are selling a new type of membership for just $17,500. You can get a one-year membership to a private charter jet company. Ooh. So if you're worried about flying commercial during the pandemic, Costco's got what you need. Company's called Wheels Up, and it allows members to book a private jet as easily as booking ride share or short-term vacation rentals. And if they would like to sponsor this podcast, I'm happy to do an ad for them. Oh, Absolutely. We are approachable at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com. So get at us. Do you want to try that copy? Let's just see if we can do it. Erica, are you nervous to fly in the pandemic? Why, yes, Cass. I, I unfortunately had to tell my family I wouldn't be coming home for Christmas this year. Mm, yeah, I understand. It's really difficult unless you live within driving distance. But hey, what if I told you it didn't have to be? Oh, do tell me more. Well, with wheels up... You can book a private jet as easily as booking a Lyft or an Uber. And for only the short, the small price of $17,500, this could all be yours. Wow. How do I get it? How do I take advantage of this deal? Go into your local Costco. And when you're walking in, use promo code TRASHYTRASHY to come with a $3,500 Costco shop card and $4,000 worth of flight credit. That's promo code TRASHYTRASHY. I mean... Uh, hi, we nailed that. We fucking nailed it, dude. Granted, like that promo code won't work, but you will get that stuff. It's it's yes. all in the article. Yes, that does come with $4,000 worth of flight credit, which is probably two flights, one yeah, flight. Yeah, this is what's confusing. So you're paying $17,500 just to be allowed to use this, and then you still have to pay for the flights? Yes. So what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, access to a private jet without having to own one yourself or charter one, if you just knew that it was available to you like Uber, I can see who this would appeal to. Who? Rich douchebags. Okay, great. Hey, are you a rich douchebag? Our target demographic, please. You know what? 
I bet our target demographic this whole time has been rich douchebags. I need to seriously look at the, the statistics of the downloads and see where the age discrepancy and the money discrepancy is. I mean, you can be a rich douchebag at any age, but statistically, you're probably not a millennial. <laughs> probably not. We have like 1% of listenership for under 18, according to our demographics. Do we really? Yes. Hey, Most- go talk to your parents. Don't listen to us. Turn this off. This no, is listen to us and tell all your friends. Speaking we have of to telling get in with the youth. <laughs> I don't know if the youth is something that I'm trying to chase anymore. Why? I feel like I've hit that point where I no longer need to know what somebody under 18 is doing. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Do you ever think about like how pop punk bands are all like men in their 20s, at least, and they write songs about being in high school? Oh, yes. I think that's a flaw of the of the demographic. For sure. Well, because like, like I like think about like Blink One Eighty Two lyrics, and I'm just like, how old were they when they wrote this? Like, they had to be like in their twenties at least, and they're just like, literally catering music to teenagers. Like, that's kind of like, is that creepy? It's a little creepy now that you say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's not like they're the Wiggles, you know, and it, <laughs> it, it which isn't creepy because it's for kids. And it's also like, it's not like they work for Teen Nick, you know, which is the only teenage thing I could think of. But this is like music, you know, and like kind of dirty, like teenage boy music. So Blink-182 is the wiggles of pop punk is what we've determined. Yes, a thousand percent. And I feel safe saying that. Let's go back to high school in this next story. According to thedailybeast.com. A Rolla, Missouri, unsanctioned homecoming dance at a steakhouse became a possible coronavirus super spreader. A massive unmasked homecoming party at a steakhouse in Missouri included a deliberate campaign to hide from pesky health officials and contact tracers. So I'm pretty impressed by this. I mean, I think this is fucking horrible, but I'm pretty impressed by it in the sense that these parents who planned this, it was planned by parents, not by teenagers. They wrote like cryptic Facebook posts and like used like Snapchat to send out invites, which if you, you know, are kind of a shady person, you're aware that Snapchat uh, deletes messages after they've been seen. I guess you don't have to be shady to know that, but like it is a good medium to use if you're trying to just like Mm -hmm. do things off the radar. So they did all these like kind of secret things in order to plan this gigantic fucking homecoming party in the time of COVID. And their excuses were, you know, that they were just trying to do it for their kids. But like, fuck you and your stupid fucking kids. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you dumb shit idiots? I understand not wanting to miss out on certain things, certain milestones. This included everyone from freshman through senior class grades. And again, I understand. I would have been devastated if something like that would have been taken away from me. But at the same time, like we're in a global pandemic. There will be more dances. There will be more dances. There will be more life events. I didn't want to miss out on my 30th birthday, but I did. But you did. I would argue that the 30th birthday is more important than fucking prom, but that's because it affected me. 
I agree a 30th birthday party is more important. Yeah, I mean, not to like fucking flex super hard, but I went to prom like three years in high school, you know? And like, they only allow seniors at prom. So again, not to flex on everyone like that, but yeah, I've been to prom a few times. And I would have been fine missing all three, I guess. I don't know. What am I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The point is, is that the kids didn't plan it. This, them, this themselves. The parents No, did. the parents being involved is what makes it so egregious. So they purposely uh, made it sketchy so they wouldn't get shut down beforehand. And then they purposely didn't have an invite list or like a list of in- like people who were there or any proof of who was there and who wasn't because they didn't want contract tracers to be able to trace anything to this party. And it's like, if you're doing that, then you must already know that you're throwing a super spreader event. Uh-huh. What the fuck? When the cases started eventually rolling in, the health department was like, uh, we can't trace this. Like, the whole job. Corey Coates was one of the main organizer, a local parent, and posted on Facebook, so my friend and I did a thing yesterday. We did a really big thing. And we had a lot of support and a lot of help and a lot of happy kids. And it was kind of amazing. And I want to recognize and thank all the people that, but I can't. But my heart is full and I think the kids are happy, so it was worth it. I would do it again. I'm happy and sad at the same time and I want normalcy. I think we deserve this one night. Hashtag H-O-C-O-R-H-S 2020. This is a parent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to, to raise my voice, but this is a parent making this statement. Like someone that should know better. It's just a lot of entitlement and ignorance and a lot of there's there's a lot that goes into saying I don't care what's happening. I don't care that half a million people in this country have died. I don't care. My kid deserves a homecoming dance. My baby deserves to have a dance. Like for me, I think that my kid deserves a homecoming dance. Now, do I care that I'm exposing my child to a virus or myself or all my child's friends or grandparents or all this stuff right before Thanksgiving? No, I don't because my child, oh, my baby, deserves to have a fucking dance. Fuck you, Corey Fuck you. (laughs) That's the official stance of Trashy Trashy. That was a double fuck you. That's not even alleged. That's full-blown. Fuck you, Corey Coates. And, like, the fact that they're not letting it get traced back to them, like, that just shows that you know. It's like it's like when I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring home Taco Bell for, like, my roommates or for, like, my significant other. And I know that I don't want them to find out that I want to order three things from Taco Bell instead of two. So I'm going to eat the third thing on the way there and I'm going to eat it so fast they don't even enjoy it but they'll never know like I know it's wrong and no one can ever trace it back to me until I have diarrhea later because Taco Bell is a super spreader event for diarrhea oh absolutely does that Uh, metaphor track or am I just bringing up Taco Bell I feel like it's a it's half of one half uh, six dozen of the other half of one and six dozen of the other I'm going to say that it's six dozen of that metaphor making sense Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I was going for. But <laughs> speaking of things that totally make sense, 
Uh-huh. New Kim, a two-year-old pigeon, racing pigeon from Belgium, just sold for 1.6 million euros. Wow. They were put up for auction for just 200, but they were bought by a bidder from China on Sunday for the record amount. What are you spending at 1.6 million euro on something that could die if it eats a piece of popcorn? <laughs> this is a, a female racing pigeon. Who races pigeons? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't know pigeon racing was a thing. Like I, I learned a lot in this. I mm-hmm. learned that people are breeding pigeons. I, I guess I should have be. I'm stupid to assume that pigeons are just there. But like, yeah, I kind of just thought pigeons are just like there. I never, I've never seen a baby pigeon, and I know that's part of the conspiracy that birds aren't real. But I've never seen a baby pigeon. So I, I think would a be- baby pigeon is an egg. <laughs> I've seen an egg. I've seen an egg. I don't think I've ever seen a baby bird. Oh, I've seen a baby bird. I bet that's cute as hell. I've seen a baby duck. Oh, I bet that's adorable. It's so cute. So they're probably going to breed this pigeon. Yes, because a new Kim has won a number of competitions in 2018, including national middle distance races, but has since retired. I I don't don't know what to say about this. I mean, it's a good looking pigeon. If I ever seen one, it's a good looking pigeon. Sleek. Lean. Racing. Formula One kind of kind of pigeon. Fast. Racing pigeons can carry on and have chicks until they're about 10. So it is expected that the new owners are going to use her for breeding very soon. Yeah, I mean, cool. More more pigeons for everyone. More fast pigeons. Just what we need, right? When birds take over, that's because new Kim was breeding. <laughs> We should have stopped New Kim when we had a chance. No, this is this is like the genesis of Terminator. Is it? I haven't seen it. Oh, I don't know. I'm 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 stretching. I'm I'm reaching pretty far for a a reference and a metaphor. Okay, but yeah, I'm gonna hold tight and say that this is like when we had the chance to stop the Terminator. All right, you heard it here first. New Kim uh, is the Terminator. New Kim is the new Terminator. Oh, man, that makes me think of uh, origin stories, which makes me think of God, which makes me think of the Pope, who is allegedly God's representative on Earth, except for something unusual that happened with Pope Francis. According to the New York Post, Pope Francis, or rather his Instagram account, looks like he liked a bikini model photo. I saw screenshots of this. (laughs) You know what's crazy is that when I first saw this story, my first thought was the Pope is straight, which is like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He has to be. I don't know why I just assume that these like these royal Catholics or whatever the fuck they are, are like just like these asexual beings or rather that they're supposed to be and then they assault children. But Yeah, I don't know. That was my first thought was like, oh, yeah, I guess Pope Francis probably is attracted to women. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. That's just I'm just being honest about what I I immediately went. I immediately went to some intern who is running the the account got caught. What? Because I don't think the Pope is running his own Instagram. No, he how could he have time? Isn't he's doing God stuff? Blessings and God stuff. Right. So some intern got caught is what I thought. I mean, maybe, uh, but like also, does the Vatican have interns? 
I used to tell people that, or I put on my resume that I did an internship at the Vatican one time, just to see if somebody <laughs> would read that far and ask a question. And uh, nobody ever called me out on it. But I, you know, if they did, I would have been like, well, how are you going to verify this? Dear Vatican, did Erica Curry ever work there? <laughs> Like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I just do socials. Oh, yeah, you do so. Yeah, I like marketing, social media and stuff for um, the Catholic Church. And like, what? Yeah, yeah. Been like a PR nightmare. We're just trying to make it a little bit better. But I don't know. Like, I make like funny comments on posts. I used to work for Wendy's. Wendy's has the superior fast food social media. They really are awesome. So this woman... Natalia Garibato, she had this little photo of her getting into a locker dressed up as a a, a, a schoolgirl of sorts, a schoolgirl whose skirt I don't believe even would cover the front of her mons. It certainly didn't cover the uh, entirety of her butt, which is fine. 133,000 people liked it along with <laughs> Pope Francis. So she said, my mom may hate my ass pics, but the Pope be double tapping. BRB, on my way to the Vatican, Garabato joked on Twitter, followers, along with the prayer emoji. At least I'm going to heaven, she joked. You know what offends me? Mm-hmm. She made three jokes about it. Like, just make one. Yeah, just make <laughs> one definite statement. She's really like trying to like, you know, we get it. Yeah, the Pope liked your picture. Like, it, this doesn't mean like fucking hit us with your tight five. Like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, it's like the person that like just won't like. My mom may hate my aspects, but the Pope be double tapping. Everyone laughs. It's like BRB on my way to the Vatican. Everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah. At least I'm going to heaven. Everyone's like, <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh-huh. okay. This is like your funny coworker. That's yes. like, I'm gonna go to an open mic. Yeah. Okay, your okay. office funny, but you're not open mic funny. Don't you hate? When Susan comes over to your desk and she ate tuna again for lunch. Too specific. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um. Hey, what about casual Fridays? More like we're all going to see Ben's belly button through his Hawaiian shirt. It's too tight, Ben. Too specific. Broaden uh, out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Right. <clears throat> so... I was missing my stapler one day, and you know the first place I went and checked, Ron's office. Okay, thank you so much. That's five minutes. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. You know who's having a pretty good day at work? Who? This woman from the next story. According to tribal, trib.al? Who knows? Some website. The a young McDonald's worker who refu- who was refused toilet breaks got to sue the franchise. Oh, she got the last laugh on the fast food giant. Former worker Chiara Staines won a case over paid work breaks that she was denied. Tantex Holdings paid her $1,000 in compensation and $800 for time not paid. Then the federal court ordered that the franchisee pay an additional $82,000 in penalties. Workers were denied a 10-minute break and threatened in a Facebook post. A class action against McDonald's is being investigated by a lawyer and the union. What they were trying to say was, like, she had to go to the bathroom. And they were like, no, you may not. And they were like, 
According to the law, we only have to give 10 minute breaks to people who were here for four hours. And most of you guys aren't even here for four hours. So mm, sorry, we're, we're being very, very generous in the fact that we let you guys go to the bathroom at all. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a vibe. It doesn't reflect necessarily on McDonald's, but obviously whoever like owned this franchise of McDonald's mm-hmm. in, in Queensland. Oh, Tantix Holding. They own six uh, Queensland McDonald's. Yeah. Whoever their manager was sounds like a prick. Yeah, the fact that he was like laughing about it and threatening them on Facebook is what kind of takes this story to a new level for me. Yeah, totally. I mean, like this guy is like, my parents don't recognize that what I do is technically a career and I need to take this out on someone. For sure. I'm just guessing. Oh, no, that's what it sounds like. Uh, Have you ever worked fast food? I haven't worked fast food, but I have worked in corporate restaurants. Mm Mm-hmm. I have spoken before about how I used to work at P.F. Chang's on this podcast, and I remember early in my P.F. Chang's career, maybe I'm 21 years old, and I remember like being at the computers, like putting in you know an, an order or something, and there was two managers on duty, and they were having a co- – it was right around this time of year, in fact, and they were having a conversation along the lines of how their parents – always kind of give them shit for what they do or really disappointed in what they do. And it always comes up over the holidays. And they were kind of like, you know, gassing each other up being like, I mean, you know, I make such and such a year. Like that's, that's not nothing. Oh yeah, man. I mean, when I got promoted to AGM, like I make this much a year, like, and they're telling me this isn't a career. Okay. And I was just like in my head, like trying not to listen because it was making me so sad. (laughs) And I'm not here to tell anybody, if you're a restaurant manager, that is a fucking career. That is a, you know, like, is it what you wanted to do? I don't know. That's your business. But it is an income that is livable and we need people to do it. So I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying that your parents might. Yeah, that's fair. I only worked in a restaurant in high school. And that was an education, being 16 and working with a bunch of burnt out 21 to 27-year-olds. I was treated like the baby, which was kind of nice because they were like super nice to me, but they also wanted to give me like educations. And, you know, they were like, well, when I was your age, and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, I just soaked it up like a little sponge. I think that any because uh, I've worked with younger people at restaurants, like maybe eighteen years old, and I try not to give them too much advice mm-hmm. because I'm trying not to be the blink one eighty two of the restaurant industry and be the last. I was twenty nine with my last restaurant job. Probably would have been thirty there had it not been for the pandemic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no hate. No hate. Got to wait tables. Got to do it. But you know what? If you are a manager at a McDonald's or a manager anywhere, uh, let your fucking people go to the bathroom. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Speaking of don't be a dick, this next story is quite a doozy. According to (laughs) rangefinderonline.com, a very interesting website that I will not focus on, but I do have questions. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, everyone's favorite psycho 2020 gun-toting idiots. Uh, if you don't remember them, they are the ones that were standing on their front lawn with pointing guns at Black, Live La- Black Lives Matter protesters who were walking through their neighborhoods, and then they 
went on to speak at the RNC and then went on to get arrested. Yes. So the gun-toting couple guarded their home during the June 2020 George Floyd protest was photographed by UPI photographer William Greenblatt. After discovering that the McCluskeys took the image and used it in a greeting card that they sent out, Greenblatt sent them a bill for $1,500. Their response was to file a lawsuit against him, one that states that he trespassed on their property while taking the images. Now they want the court to transfer ownership of Greenblatt's images over to them. God damn. I mean, what a fucking mess. What a nightmare. Here's what's fucked is A, these fucking lunatics want to use that picture of them for their Christmas card. Uh Uh-huh. B, this photographer is just looking to get paid for his image the same way he would look for anything. They said, he said that, he said that $1,500 is the standard price for selling his images. He's in the business of selling images. He doesn't give them away for free. And that this is one of the most viral images he's ever taken. So yeah, he's just coming for, you know, the money that that image costs. But then three, now they're like, you trespass, you did this. Like now we should own all of them. Like this is bananas. The couple was indicted shortly afterwards by St. Louis grand jury on charges of unlawful use of a weapon and tampering with evidence. After the protest. What were they tampering with evidence? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to read further into the case file, but I I don't have the information right now. That's fair. Everything's alleged anyways. But yeah, I feel nothing for these people. I like when more and more bad things happen. (laughs) Yeah. Greenblatt sent the couple a cease and desist letter back in September stating that I'm in the business of selling images. I do not give them away for free. Yeah. So fuck off, you weirdos. You lunatics. Recreate it. Go find the shirt that you had on and go fucking have someone else take the picture for you. Honestly. I mean, when I saw that image, it just filled me with rage. I hope Greenblatt wins his case is all I'm saying. Yay for journalism. And then gets even more. I hope they have to sell their home and downsize (laughs) to pay Greenblatt. (laughs) I hope they have to sell their guns. I hope they have to sell their guns, like in a a gift of the Magi type situation where each one of them sells their guns, but the other gets them bullets for Christmas. What? The gift of the Magi. I have no idea what that is. It's a short story and a girl has long, beautiful hair and she cuts her hair to like cuts and sells her hair so that she can buy a gift for her boyfriend, but her boyfriend buys her a comb for her long, beautiful hair. He sells something on his end. And that she gets him a gift that would have been the thing never. What the fuck happened to this author? <laughs> the gift of the mat. It, yeah, it's just, it's like a little short story. Like, what's the moral? I think it's just to be sad. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm I'm butchering this story, and people are probably screaming at their phones. You stupid bitch! You don't even know. Well, we got to get him to say it at least once per podcast. So. <laughs> Okay, so our next story comes to us from Jezebel.com. Maddie Ziegler, uh, the former dance mom's child, dance kid. I don't know. She's in all the Sia videos. So she is playing an autistic character in Sia's movie directorial debut. And she herself is not on the spectrum. Oh, yes. That's important to to include. So Sia is making like a... 
they're advertising it as a movie and there's definitely dialogue, but also I think that she's doing the entire soundtrack and it's for her new album. So mm-hmm. I feel like she's not going full lemonade. It's not a visual album, but at the same time, she's also not just making a straight up movie. I don't think either from just from looking at the one minute trailer that I saw. I didn't watch the trailer. I, I'm choosing to abstain and supporting Sia after reading this story, though. Okay, well, then I feel like a dick to say that I did watch the trailer and also Kate Hudson with her head shaved like, girl, girl, I would do anything for that. She looks so good and I want her to kiss me. <laughs> she just looks very good with a shaped head. That's all I'm really I can see that. She's she's absolutely stunning. Ooh. Like I just I never thought I needed to see that and then I saw it and I was like, "Oh yeah. Tight. Good. Good stuff. Very pretty. Very pretty." <laughs> Why don't you talk about this because you're standing on higher moral ground than I am on this no. subject. <laughs> so Sia's Music video avatar and dance moms alum Maddie Ziegler will play a teenager named Music who is described in the press release as a teenager with special needs. She can understand everything we are saying and sees the world in a completely different way from us. That's the press release version of the story. That's Uh, also in the trailer. In the trailer. Okay. Okay. It seems like in the trailer – that very much like NBC show that I believe did not get renewed for a second season, Zoe's ultimate playlist, extraordinary playlist. Mm-hmm. It seems that music, she sees the world as a music video. Ah, I understand. What I think is garbage about this story is the ableism allowing a character that or playing a character that has a disability when you yourself are without a disability but then it was Sia on social media who just doubled down and was was rebuffing with ableist and disability tweeters that were coming at her actors people with disabilities were commenting and she was just super shitty on Twitter and shut them down Mm, I don't know Maddie's a professional dancer Mm -hmm. and works with Sia all the time. So, but unlike NBC's Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, (laughs) Zoe doesn't have autism. And in Sia's movie, she did technically, I don't know. It's just like bad. Like I can see why this girl gets cast because she does everything else in Sia's stuff and she's a dancer and you have to put a dancer in this fucking thing where everything is going to turn into a music video. But like, yeah, I guess we didn't need to make her autistic. But also, because the character's autistic, like it, it shines a light on, you know, disability and gives a story about disabled people and stuff like that. But then it's like, why didn't we cast someone? But it's like, it all comes back to the fact that she's a dancer. I don't know. I feel conflicted. I understand. I understand that. I have this debate with many people, but I have that I I'm on the firm stance that we should be casting people with disabilities to play people with disabilities. And I have people close in my life that are actors that feel differently that an acting is is to play characters. So I see two sides of this story. And I understand what Sia was going for. And allegedly, she has 
other people in other roles that have disabilities, but it was the casting of the the main the main actor, Maddie, that caused the controversy to me. Mm. Huh. I don't know. Everybody feels differently. Like I don't want to be the guy who comes out and says that I think that this is fine. Because mm-hmm. what if that comes back for me someday? I'll say this. I think that this is fine. However, I am always open to change my opinion and would love to learn more about how other people feel about it. I'll say that. Okay. That's fair. I don't think that it's always fine, by the way. Mm. Like, if this wasn't a visual medium for Sia to release an album, I don't get it. But um, it, it really comes back to the fact that, like, She's a dancer who's worked with her a bunch of times, and the subject of the movie seems like you need a dance. And I'm not saying that there's not female autistic dancers out there. There probably are, and maybe she could have tried to cast one, but it's just like, if you always work with this, it's like when fucking that dipshit who hires uh, Jennifer Lawrence for everything made her that older what I'm like, I don't David know. David O'Russell? Yes, David O'Russell made da- Jennifer Lawrence, gave her a, the part of an older woman. Because he always works with Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like, okay, Jennifer Lawrence, you didn't have to work with her again. You just wanted to mm-hmm. because you couldn't find, you didn't want to find an older woman. That's different. This is like, she probably wanted to work with Maddie again. And also, Maddie can dance and Maddie's very good at interpretive kind of stuff. And I don't know, there's a vision and she fit into it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That I'm like, there's just got to be more to it and that. Maybe Sia should get off of Twitter. For sure. But like, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's some good intentions here and I think it's okay, but I'm willing to learn and willing to change my mind. It sounds like you're willing to take the plunge, if you will. Okay, so we got another T. Curry story. Tina Curry sent in a whopping two stories this week. Unbelievable. Thank you, Tina. Unbelievable. Talk to me about this story. (laughs) A 44-year-old California man was smart enough to dream up a Ponzi scheme that bilked investors out of $35 was inventive enough to devise a truly novel way to evade capture by the FBI, for a time at least. When agents went to arrest Matthew Piercy at his home, Piercy jumped in his pickup truck and sped to Shasta Lake, a huge reservoir in Shasta County off the I-5 about 10 miles north of Redding. He then stopped, pulled something out of his truck bed, and swam into the frigid lake. (laughs) He remained out of sight for about a half hour, and all agents could see were bubbles. Eventually, a very cold Piercy returned and was handcuffed. So he had a sea scooter, a submersible device, Yamaha 350LI, that pulls users underwater at speeds of four miles an hour. Not that fast. And then, like, but how do you breathe? I believe he had scuba gear on. So this guy was like, all right, I got this Ponzi scheme. I just made $35 million. A, I need scuba gear. B, I need a sea scooter because eventually the FBI is going to come for me and this is exactly how I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to go in there, that lake and they're going to go, Welp, we lost him. Pack <laughs> it up and let's go. As if they're not going to just stand out there and be like, okay, well... Well, we'll wait. We'll wait. Like when the like, he hey. was just oh, he was only under there for half an hour. <laughs> of course, they're gonna wait at least a half an hour. <laughs> I mean, what do you talk about on the shore while watching this? 
if for half an hour, that's not that much time. They could have just only talked about the fact that he took off underwater for that long. <laughs> like, did you catch the uh, you catch the Packers game on Sunday? Yeah, I caught that. Oh, he's already back up. Great, cool, great. We'll talk about football later, buddy. Like, <laughs> what a fucking dick shit. Dick shit. Wait, what a fucking dipshit. Piercy and his 67-year-old business partner are now facing a variety of fraud charges. If convicted, they could face 20 years in prison and thousands of dollars in fines. Unfortunately, unlike Piercy's escape plan, few if any liquid assets remain to repay the investors, according to CBS News. Gotta be careful with the pyramid schemes. A Ponzi scheme. I love a good Ponzi scheme. Do you? I I love fraud and scams what? and learning about <laughs> you're them. Too, you're too trash, trashy trash. I love I love learning about scams. Two of my favorite podcasts are about scams. What are they? Scam Wow and Scam Goddess. Yeah, that sounds like they're about scams. Yeah, <laughs> it's right there in the name. Yeah, that's a free plug. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I. I I like the when <laughs> I like when people think that they're James Bond. <laughs> That's and it, it wasn't like he went into the ocean where he could kind of disappear. He went into a lake that has That's a what depth, I'm saying. Like I'm a like, border. Like what's <laughs> what, what's the plan here? What a fucking ding dong. <laughs> so we like this next story, don't we? Oh, this one makes me giggle. I don't know if I can talk about this one with a straight face. Okay. Well, so according to the insider.com, the world's number two snooker player farted during a match and then successfully blamed it on the red-faced referee. (laughs) Someone farted during a snooker match in the Northern Irish Open on Thursday. The referee was first blamed as he appeared bright red. Ronnie O'Sullivan looked at him after the fart, and then missed his shot. By the way, snooker is like pool. Yes. So you guys know. I don't know what the main differences are, but just for a visualization, because like who gives a fuck what the differences are? Yeah, I mean, you could screw up a whole pool game just by farting. Like, you know, if you get too much like force behind that and then you hit the ball too hard. Yeah. Like, does farts cause- After the match. Centrifugal force, right? For sure. There's an external, an escape of air. Is it centripetal force? Centripetal force. But that moves you in a circle. You know what? I didn't graduate college, uh, so I'm not even going to go down for that. But anyways, carry on. After the match, O'Sullivan revealed that he farted and jokingly asked the referee whether he had done it. O'Sullivan said that he had been having stomach problems for months and had been going under testing. I just love this. The cameras cut to O'Sullivan grinning, looking back and forth between his opponent and the o- and the referee. <laughs> what a fucking dick! You got all the way to the North Ireland Open, and then you just rip ass and then blame it on a referee. The commenter said that was an unfortunate noise. I don't know who it was, but I've got my suspicions. <laughs> I dropped my guts. O'Sullivan said after the match. First of all, if I ever fart and I tell you I dropped my guts, I you got to take it to the bathroom because I probably shit my pants. Yeah, that's what I, that's immediately the image I conjured. 
So I didn't know this, um, but I was I was drinking once on a patio back uh, when that was allowed to do so close con- close quarters with other people, and I was uh, speaking to a man who was Irish, um, and he was like, "Probably going to be my last beer because I'm experiencing bubble guts." And my friend and I laughed and laughed and laughed. And he said, what is bubble guts? And he's like, you know, bubble guts, which I guess is like just the way that they like in the UK, like talk about stomach aches. But there's something so funny <laughs> about the fact that they just like involve their guts in things. Mm-hmm. That sounds so insane and morbid and like Nickelodeon-esque to me. <laughs> I, I have bubble guts. I dropped my guts. Like, oh, I just love it. <laughs> just love it i uh i'm gonna say i drop my guts moving forward if i ever get caught farting yeah or like roll down a window i'm about to drop my guts i recently i don't know if i told the story on the podcast but i recently trusted a fart you did okay then let's move on (laughs) are you ready i'm ready are you ready unfortunately i am ready all right It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. According to consequencesofsound.net, Silver Spoon actor Ricky Schroeder posts bail for Kyle Rittenhouse. Schroeder joined the MyPillow. Your favorite website. You're just going to breeze over the fact that we're reading something from your favorite website? I can't believe I almost missed that. I just think it's funny. Silver Spoon's actor Ricky Schroeder posts bail for Kyle Rittenhouse. Schroeder joined MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell for covering Rittenhouse's $2 million bail. Okay. I have some problems. Uh-huh. Why the fuck is there a bail for a guy who shot two people? I can't believe – I mean, I think they thought if they they posted a high bail, but I, I don't think – if you're accused of shooting two people, you should be eligible for bail at all. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that the pendulum swings both ways and we're only saying that because we know that this guy did it and he went out with bad intentions and he's like some 17-year-old dickwad who went to go and shoot protesters. But like, oh, this is so fucking annoying to, <laughs> to pick a very bad adjective for it. That these people are posting bail for this little racist white boy. There's like a whole like def- like Facebook groups that are like defend Kyle Rittenhouse and pray for him. And like there's a whole culture around him now. Is he like some sort of like martyr or do you have to die for that? Uh, yeah, I would say he's a martyr in some way. Well, so Schroeder, who's the former child star who also appeared alongside fellow Trump sycophant John Voigt in the 1979's The Champ, he was twice arrested over allegations of domestic abuse. And I think that's just what the story was pointing out. Does that have anything to do with anything? No, just pointing out that he's kind of a shitbag as well. Oh, good. Do you have a my pillow? No, no, I don't. And nor will I ever. Neither do neither do I. We will never do ads for you, my pillow. Uh, don't ask us. Don't ask us to read copy. Fuck, Fuck right off. Yeah. So Rittenhouse is supposed to go back to court on December third, and if he's convicted, he faces up to twelve years in prison. Twelve years for murder. Hmm. Is that he all is, that they're giving people these days, or just all that they're giving white teenagers? 
I think it's it's a combination of white teenagers and being 17. Well, so what? They, I mean, they'll try a black teenager as an adult. Cassandra, I'm with you. I totally understand. I think it's just a combination of being privileged in, a, in the right way. I don't think I've ever heard you say my full name. Really? You all, I'm always Cass. In fact, when I have to adjust to get my Erica Curry impression, I usually like tune with like Cass. <laughs> well, there you are. That's how you know this is serious. That's how you know this is serious is I'm using full name. I think it's it's total garbage that there is this culture around him and that we live in two Americas where some people can't afford a cash bail for stealing a backpack. Yep. And are kept for th- for three years yep. awaiting trial. Yep. I mean, it's just I I it makes me sick. It's uh it's a bad look altogether and I hope that Kyle gets all 12 years. And more, maybe. Punished to the fullest extent of the law. Guess what? You're not Batman and no one is Batman. So keep your fucking excessive automatic rifles in the gun safes where they belong and let this bloated police departments take care of protesters if there's really that big of a problem. Or how about just let people protest? I don't know. Either way. Because it's not like, you know... BLM protesters are waving guns at people while they (sighs) scream about the election results. I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't think so, though. Uh, Not that I've seen. No. So, I don't know. Fuck this. It's it's a dumpster fire. He's a garbage person. They're garbage people for supporting him. That's my official stance. I hope everyone gets the help that they need. When I say that, I mean like people who are getting radicalized on the internet and they don't even know what's happening to them. I mean, we had a story last week where somebody, uh, a PR maven, came back from being under the influence of Q. So yeah. I, I think it is possible. But yeah, may may they get the help they need. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I don't think this happened, but like when, when you see how that happens to people, do you ever like start to question your own views? Yes. Yeah. I think about how the media that I consume shapes my opinion. When I try to explain to somebody that has a different opinion in a calm way, and I'm like, read this article, watch this documentary. I'm questioning the whole time, what influences have I come under? What biases do I have? Yeah. I think about that stuff a lot. Yeah. All I know is that if you subscribe to Trashy Trashy Podcast, you're in a safe place. You're in a safe, safe place. We've had people disagree with our opinions. Who? <laughs> we I I talk some shit on New Jersey and I should not have. When did you talk shit on New Jersey? I remember this. It feels like familiar, but what what happened? I said something tastes like shit and I got a talking to on Twitter and I apologized and grew from it. Okay. So, we can learn, we can grow. Sure. That's great. I got I got a talking to by my mom because I said that the thought of her coming and traveling here for Christmas gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, and no. um, she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Mom. You can, if it's safe, you should come for Christmas. <laughs> I hope it's safe by that time. I do too. I had to unfortunately tell my family that I would not be traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Big Thanksgiving plans this year? Going to have a prime rib on Thursday. Fuck yeah. That's kind of the the big... The big thought right now is having a prime rib on Thursday. Yeah. I bought my turkey today. 
Ooh, did you get a small one or a big one? You know, I was looking for a small one and there weren't a lot of options. So I got a 13 pounder, which I was in the market for something closer to eight, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it was either 13 or like 17 pounds. So I got a 13 pounder. I'm only feeding members of my pod. I think we're going to have a nice time. I think you're going to have a lovely time. I've heard that there's a shortage on small turkeys this year because gatherings are being pared down. Yeah, I mean, like a 13-pound turkey for five people, like we're going to have some leftovers. You're going to have some leftovers. But, uh, you know, that's okay. Have you ever prepared the bird before? I've made turkeys before. You know, I was always making them in ways that I'd been taught to growing up, which is like my mom would buy those like bags, like put put in the turkey bag Uh to keep it from not drying out. But this year I'm going with the Ina Garten recipe and the – Says nothing about a bag, but I will be, <laughs> I'll be painting a lot of butter on that bird, okay. and putting some butter underneath its skin. So I'm gonna get really in it, Ooh, um, like injecting butter. Yeah, like you get your fingies like in like between the skin and the and the meat, and you just put like this herb butter that I'm gonna make inside. <laughs> I'm gonna get like in it, and hopefully really like exceed everyone's expectations for the turkey this year because again there's going to be very few of us but I think if we're going to celebrate this you know pretty fucked up holiday we just got to like make make nice of it so you hopefully your I, best yeah and if I if I fuck up the turkey then order pizza hell yeah I love that attitude yeah are you hoarding anything this week yes I'm hoarding the show good girls I think there's like at least two seasons on Netflix right now. It's Christina Hendricks, Retta, and May Whitman. They're like three like suburban moms who get involved in robbing and like dirty money. And it's awesome. It's very fun. It's got like the same kind of tone as like weeds or like it's a light, funny feel, but also like pretty serious stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I love it. I I I really like it. And it's a, it's a good like, fuck, I don't have anything else to watch. I just finished what I was just watching. What should I watch? Like, I don't know if I can take on something super fucking crazy right now, but I also don't want to just rewatch a sitcom. Answer is Good Girls. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. What do you got? I'm watching and binging and I'm trying to savor each episode so that I don't just completely crush through the final se- or the fourth season, but I'm watching The Crown. Oh, my roommate's watching The Crown in the other room right now. <laughs> it is so good. I recently listened to another podcast called You're Wrong About, mm-hmm. which is where two writers take on things that we might not remember exactly the truth to, or we didn't get the full story at the time. And they did a series on Princess Diana, and the fourth season of The Crown covers Charles and Diana's tumultuous marriage. And it is so good. Fuck yeah. I love it. I can't wait. I'm halfway through The Crown, halfway through the first season of The Crown, and I thought that I was farther. So we watched episode one of season two last night together, and I was like, whoop, I don't know what's going on. So I need to catch up because uh, everyone won't stop talking about it. And um, normally it makes me not want to watch things when everyone won't stop talking about it. Uh But in this scenario where I have already seen some of it, I'm like, fuck, I got to get back on that shit. It was good. I'm thinking about going back to season one and binging through it just to see the evolution. Wow. And to see, how did we get here again? It's been a while since I've seen your season. You know what I mean? 
Love it. I'm not going to read a book or... (laughs) No, but I will say, if I haven't said already, I am reading the book about Queen's Gambit and like the Queen's Gambit book. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I like know what happens and I already watched the show, (laughs) the book's fucking awesome. If you haven't picked up the Queen's Gambit show, what are you doing? You're fucking up. Like, are you even a listener of the show if you're not talking about the Queen's Gambit? We both recommended it at this point. It's so good. Yeah. Are you throwing anything out? I tried watching the David E. Kelly Big Sky. Okay. And I just can't. it, It just has weird pacing issues. It has... There's only like one episode out, right? There's only one episode and I did not I I can't finish it. So you're you're thrown in the towel on the pilot. Yeah. All right. I I don't know what the ratings were like, but I don't know if we're going to get a full first season. I've heard decent things about this show. So I'm curious. Okay. But I haven't watched it myself, so I can't. I don't know. If you watch it and tell me to finish the first episode, I will. But right now, it's just not—it's just not peeking to me. And I'm gonna come say like kind of an uncon or like a controversial thing, but like I don't think Ryan Felipe is that good of an actor. I don't think he's that attractive either. All right. Well, yeah, maybe. I guess I feel like my tastes are changing. You know, when it comes to like what I'm attracted to with men, with women, my tastes right now are shaved head Kate Hudson. We all know that. But with men. I don't know. There's something very boyish about him. And uh, I like a man. <laughs> he, cruel intentions, Ryan Phillippe? Yes. Anything else? A hard pass on. All right. Cruel intentions. I got to look this up. Trenchens, Ryan Phillippe? Felipe? <laughs> Are you throwing anything out? Oh, he looks like a little baby. Yeah. Yes, I am throwing something out. So I had a tuna wrap from Lassen's the other day, and I've gotten this tuna wrap before, and it's fine. But I was eating it, and I had to stop like maybe four or five bites in because it tasted like a lake. Oh, oh, that is the least delicious, the least appealing thing I could ever imagine. Like, I like tuna, Okay. I'm not ashamed to say it. I know it comes in a can. I know that mercury, I know, I know, I know. I already told you I'd rather eat at Hell's Kitchen than have a child at this point. Like, but I I like tuna and the fact that I had this wrap and it just grossed me out so much. The combination of like sprouts, I don't know what the fuck was wrong. It tasted like a lake. I couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, I'm eating a lake. I'm eating a lake. And then I like had to throw it away and I like didn't eat for another couple hours. How much of it did you eat though? Well, it's cut into fourths and I got like maybe most of one fourth of it down. And then I was like, that's too much. And I know this is like hyper specific because like the only, (laughs) like (laughs) most of our listeners are like, where did she buy the tuna wrap? Like what? What What grocery store is this? Yeah. Yeah. Just trust me. That we gotta throw this out. If you if you if you know what's up and you know where a Lassen's is, skip that tuna wrap. It's just fucked up. Uh, and it's nine fucking dollars. Oh, I would have gone and asked for my money back. In COVID. Yeah. Oh man, I don't have it in I me. I would have written a strongly worded tweet. I don't have it in me to go back into my car, enter a grocery store again with my thing and go, this tastes like lake. I want my $9 back. 
<laughs> well, nine dollars means a lot to me, I guess. Oh yeah, sorry. I just I'm too busy counting my diamonds this afternoon, so I'm where sorry. can the people find you, Cass? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My uh, handle is at Cass Cardiness, and you can find me every Tuesday night on the Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Network. We are live 7.30 Pacific time every Tuesday. What about you? People can find me at Iconic Erica Curry. That's Iconic, E-R-I-K-A-C-U-R-R-Y. And they can find me on Twitter at at Gilly Gal. And that's all I want to plug right now. You you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always reach us via email at Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories and tell us why you're trash this week. Mm-hmm. We would love it. You can also support this podcast in two ways. You can tell a friend. You can write a five-star review, and we would appreciate it so very much. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. We love you. We like that you listen to us, especially you, you under-18 weirdo. Yeah, the one listener that's under 18. Don't do it. Uh, hey, do Cass. It. Tell your friends. What's up? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. Bye. Bye.